This meeting is being recorded. There she is. There's my friend. Guess what? I got a fever. You give me fever. Fever. In the morning. A fever all through the night. Episode 74 of the Dynasty Fever podcast. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we are the fluffer for Dynasty War Games on the, on the Dynasty Warzone Network. And we are the number 19 fantasy sports podcast in the country of Iceland. The, the uh, episode 74 is the Nick Mangold slash Abdul Salam episode. And I'm here with my co-host, Jesse Schneeman. Jesse, how you doing? I'm great today, Brian. Really nice, really nice to talk to you. Um, can't wait to get into these rookies, but I need to tell you about my Sunday real quick. Please do. Right. So this is, if anybody's a Simpsons fan, do you remember the episode Angry Dad, where Bart writes a comic and it's it's modeled after Homer. He calls it Angry Dad. Vaguely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that was Angry Dad. <laughs> I bought it. All right. So the... The epic saga started with um, ordering a grill from Lowe's in a box. And I show up in my light SUV and it's assembled. And I was like, oh, okay, do you have one in a box? You know, that's not going to fit my vehicle. No, but we'll deliver it for free for you. Oh, okay, great. So that took 45 minutes for them to set up, maybe an hour. It was forever. And then by the time I leave, I'm frustrated, whatever. I get a call the night before they're gonna show up, tell me they're gonna they're they're gonna deliver the grill, never show up. I call the store, you can't you can't. It rings 50 times, nobody answers. It's ridiculous. Finally, I call, I get some customer service for like Lowe's National Line, and they set up re-delivery for me. They don't show up. So I go to to Lowe's and they tell me they're going to re-deliver it and I was like I don't believe you and the lady got a real attitude you know I live in Baltimore people don't deal with shit from other people and I was like all right let's just cancel it I'm going to Home Depot so they refund me I go to Home Depot I find a grill that I like for the same money and um, they have it in a box right there so Get that loaded up into my car, bring it home. No problem. I'm gonna put the I'm gonna put a grill together. I'm an adult. I own a drill. I'm gonna do it. Right. <laughs> this was about 12:30 on Sunday. Fast forward to about six o'clock at night in the evening, and I've got it all put together. I've got it lit. Awesome. Oh shit, the bottom. Right. Okay. So I go to put the, the grease tray, the drip tray in the bottom and there's nothing to like hold it in. And I'm like, what the hell? And I'm like trying to jam it in there and nothing's working and there should just be a bracket there. And I look at it and I realize on like the fifth step of 37 is you put these brackets on and they're facing out instead of facing in. So I put the, just these two little pieces on backwards. And uh, <laughs> the wife comes out and she goes, okay, cool. 
um, uh, <laughs> marinating some steaks and I want to bring them out. And I was like, oh, okay, well, we can't do that. So we're just going to cook them inside. And she's like very upset and doesn't understand. And every day since then, she was asking me, well, you know, are we going to be able to grill tonight? And the answer is no, because I'm not taking it apart and putting it back together now. <laughs> so Saturday, I'm off Saturday. That's going to be my day. Well, disassemble there, and reassemble this grill. Could there be a, a substitute for a grease tray, like something else you could put under to catch grease? Like, Well, it's like the bottom of the grill, though. You know, it's like the, the floor. You know, if if you look inside of my grill, you see oh, the grill. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah. I, I haven't grilled in so long. You know, I just, you know, yeah. yeah. So, um, episode 74 brought to you by Lowe's. Um, and, uh-oh, uh he's got a serious look at his phone. Did the auction not go well? No, it was a, it was a, it was a work text. My bad, my bad. I'm sorry. Gabagool. Your question. Gabagool. All right. So uh, last week we uh, broke down quarterbacks and running backs, decided to split it up into a few chunks and, and save the wide receivers and tight ends uh, for, for this week. So, you know, you and I have, have definitely both been in, in a few uh, rookie drafts so far, got a feel for, for how things are going. Um you know, uh, some interesting things happening. Some of the trading that I expected has been happening. Like I've had people trade into like late second, mid third, because like they have that guy in that tier that they want, um, you know, and, and, and maybe a little less trading overall than I, you know, than normal uh, so far. But uh, yeah, how, how have the, how have, how have the drafts been going for you? Great. Yeah, I've done, I've done a lot. So yeah, I've, I've traded in, I've traded down, I've traded up. Um, just moved around where I thought, you know, I saw value in these, in these drafts. Like I said last week, um, I have a huge tier, which encompasses the entire second round and first, you know, four picks of the third round in the 12 team league. So there's a lot of trading in for me when I get to, when it gets to the late second, early third, it's, it's pretty easy for me to, um, deal a 24 second for somebody that I see as a second round value all day. Yeah, for example, like I made my first YouTube short today and it was about uh, Tank Bigsby, you know, and his ADP of 210. And I've seen him go as late as the 303. Like people keep letting him slide. I've got enough shares already, but like that's a prime example of somebody who I have valued at or above the people going way earlier. And yeah, yeah. I traded it. I got him at 305. Oh, it's criminal. Couldn't, yeah, I couldn't let it go. And Shoemaker went to pick after and I was like, man, I don't have any more. 24 Mm -hmm. seconds to trade in with yeah you know i had one and i just kind of wanted to keep my second but i had a couple extra and i just kept trading them they got it back and if you pick the right player uh, i told i told that story last week but um yeah i've also i traded up at one point um because it only took a third to go from 10 to 7 you know and get addison so that that to me if you can get anywhere in the first seven picks mm-hmm. without giving up, without giving up much, it's, it's really worth it because the, it's just a huge tier break. Mm-hmm. It, depending on what you think of Kincaid at eight, but or, definitely, or yeah. QJ, depending on what you think. There are people who are out there who love QJ. If there's people that love QJ, then fine. Yeah, that's cool. I personally, that's, 
you know, that's a cliff falls off a cliff for me. Yeah. I think like the universal tier for everybody is six. And then like 80% of the drafts I've been in Addison goes seven. And then after that, I think maybe up to like 10 or 11, there's, there's another like, you know, mini tier of like, who do you like? QJ flowers, Charb, Kincaid, Levis. And then it's kind of, you know, a chain is in there for some people. And then it's kind of wild Westy after that, I think, you know, yeah. 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 Um, even that element right there, that's four picks. That's mm-hmm. that are a little wild Westy. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm, I'm looking to trade out all of those guys, you know? Yeah. So the, um, the, the, that chunk of picks there in the late, in the late first, um, trading out, trading across to 24 is useful. Trading up actually might work too. It might be cheaper than it's been in the past. Like, um, were we doing it last week or, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe it was a different podcast. I don't know. Things blend, but like, think about what it would cost to get from like a Zay Flowers range in a startup to mm-hmm. like, you know, a Jameer Gibbs range in a startup, you know, you're talking about five, six rounds in a high value part of the startup. It's going to yeah. cost more than it would to get from 109 to 105 this year. Might as well do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, Gibbs is already his value is already out. Like it, his value seems in startup seems to be higher than his value in rookie drafts. I guess because you know because of the quarterbacks. But like you know, I've seen people I've seen a lot of places listing him as dynasty running back five. So um, according to this ADP that I have pulled up, he's RB seven at the three oh seven. But yes, I see people put him in their top five dynasty RBs already. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. To me, that's overboard. And and you know, I've had Bijan in my top five for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about this last year. Yeah, for sure. This time. So mm-hmm. yeah, the the Gibbs stuff is a is, is it's a little out of control. Yeah, I get the thought process. It's a little out of control for me. I mean, I've gotten him at one hundred six twice. So he's not slam dunk 105 even. Well, some people are taking JSN. Some people who are, you know, galaxy brain, he's slam dunk 104. Mm, I've, I saw that. 103. Saw him, 103 once. Yeah. I just, right. I don't. I don't see. Did you use that galaxy brain on purpose to confuse me? Oh, we had <laughs> talked about that already. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a newer term that I don't fully um, have context for. Yeah, I don't fully understand what people mean when they say it. Yeah. Um, it as I said, good. some but people like, use it in a good almost. Some people use it in a bad sense, like yeah. oh, he's trying to be galaxy brain, or that's like the galaxy brain take. You're you're overthinking it, it's too cute. Some people use it kind of neutral, like, oh, look at the big brain on so and so. Like that's actually like a galaxy brain, like wow, that's smart, that's really sharp, you know. So yeah. Okay. But gotcha. um, that's just been my experience. But wide receivers, let's dive into the wide receivers. So you want to do these first four first rounders, um, uh, first rounders in real life, and first round in the rookie drafts. Anything sure. left to uh, anything left to say about them? I think you know you've got JSN locked in at at the one hundred six, and then usually Addison at seven. Although um, ADP I'm looking at now is Johnston at seven and Addison at eight. Yeah. It varies and. But Flowers, for sure, is always is always the nine. Um, so 
what do we think of the, the JSN landing spot? Uh, Tyler Lockett, he could be the next Tyler Lockett somewhat. There's an overlap in their skill set, although not 100%. What you've also got is Tyler Lockett has an out in his contract, but he's still got a $14 million dead cap, I think, in 2024 either way. Are they going to walk away from a good wide receiver like that? There's all sorts of theories out there. They're going to run three wide receiver sets more, but then who knows because they drafted a running back and, and that sort of thing. I mean, nothing they're setting really themselves up to be multiple and do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. I mean, so, that's, I mean, in, in real life, the Seattle's my, my biggest concern as an Eagles fan. Their offense is going to be real. Yeah. And, and their and defense might- is improving. Yeah. It might just be one of those pies that you just want a slice of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It might just be one of those. They might turn into a super offense that you just want a piece. Mm-hmm. So you know? l- let me ask you this. Probably better year one value uptick for Addison as the as the uh, as the Devonta Smith, if you will, uh, in in Minnesota, Devonta North, um, mm-hmm. you know, to to Jefferson. Um, probably quicker year one value uptick for Addison, right? Is there any is there any reality in which you draft Addison ahead of JSN because of that, hoping to flip? No, no, no. I just I, I really like Jordan Addison. I mean, amazing hands. I mean, we went through the whole thing with with Addison. I really like him, and nothing changed for me throughout the entire process. He's been right. He's actually been the most rock steady. Um, out of all of them but um you know the gap was real the talent gap was real coming into the draft between jsn and addison and it's dynasty so i'm not playing for this year i'm playing for the future i'm i believe that he's gonna take over he's not gonna necessarily play tyler lockett's role but he's gonna take over those targets at some point um either this year or next year Mm -hmm. After that, they don't really have any other like players that will command targets, right? Outside of running backs, and you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So Not now, good for Noah Fant, and uh, yeah, yeah, I, so. it's mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, he's had long enough to do nothing. Mm-hmm. I, no, the the talent gap is is too far for me to just forget about. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm still taking JSN over Addison, but. I'm not upset. Like I really love getting Addison at seven. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade up from seven, you know, to get at, uh, to get JSN. I wouldn't give up anything to do it. Mm. You know, and, and I, I would support, like if somebody loves JSN and they're sitting behind you and they want to give you a second, you know, I, I would probably do that. Mm. I'd probably drop down to Addison and get a second, you know, if, it, if it's a 23 second anywhere. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, QJ um, goes off usually in most of my drafts after Addison um, at, at, at 108. He's a guy who we've, you know, critiqued in, throughout this process. We, I've kind of used the phrase out at cost, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. There's, you know, there's a, a, a slice of the, of the dynasty community that loves him just based on like, you know, the, the profile of the type of prospects that usually hit. Um, the landing spot's interesting, right? Because at first, some people were like, huh, you know, because of Allen and, and Williams, they're aging out. My fear with QJ is that if you're not great at catching the targets you do get in year one, it sets you back. But 
I don't know that my opinion of him changed one way or the other based on the draft capital and the landing spot. It was fairly expected on both fronts. And as expected, I don't have many shares because of where he's going. I have three total, right? And um, just for comparison, I have six Marvin Mims. So, yeah, I, I, I saw it as a, you know, we've talked at length about this landing spot, and I've told you that I thought it was elite. You know, it was it was the most optimal landing spot for him, and I still haven't gotten, I haven't been able to pull the trigger at cost, right? So he hasn't fallen into the second round or mm-hmm. anywhere where I've even been able to. So have you have you been in that range of one hundred seven to one hundred nine, and he's on yeah. the board? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And who are you taking instead, other than Addison? I couldn't – there was a league I couldn't trade down. I had 109, and I took uh, Zay Flowers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I couldn't move. Nobody wanted to deal. Flowers and QJ were on the board, and I couldn't take. I, could, I can't. I it's can't. Tough, right? Yeah, even with that one team where you're like, all right, well, you know, wh- like Burks last year, I was out on, out on Burks at cost, basically. But I did take him one place – you know, in case I'm wrong, I can't even do that with Q- QJ because I feel like, man, I could be killing that team. Mm-hmm. I, I I need all the first rounders I can get on, my, on all my teams. I have QJ technically one spot ahead of, of Flowers in just my overalls and in and in the wide receivers. I, I, I somewhat feel safer with with Flowers. The, the ceiling of QJ is it I think gives him a little bit of, of, of the bump over Flowers for me. And I'd be willing to, you know, to to burn, if you will, a 108 or a 109 here and there, but not. I, I'm not enthusiastic about it at all. It's it's more of a diversification slash in case I'm wrong slash um, he'll probably retain value because he's big man run fast first round draft capital tied to Justin Herbert kind of guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, whereas I think Flowers. There's a there's a world in which he goes he goes down in value. So, um, you know, some folks are saying, well, the NFL told us by picking these four guys in a row that essentially they're flat and, and there's no different. I don't really know whether the, whether or not that's true. I think people pick the people that fit their scheme and they happen to you know be in in that order. But um, at first, some people are like, "Ooh, bad landing spot for Flowers. Ooh, Baltimore doesn't throw," you know, uh, and then. You know, there's the after that first reaction, you know, people are starting to say, well, you know, Monk Munkin is going to pass more. Right. Right. Um, You know, and this gives them more flexibility. Um, OBJ is, you know, he's OBJ. He's, you know, got no ACL and he's 30. Yeah. Yeah, Right. So the and I and I and I'm into all that. Right. So I just wonder. You know, like. You know, there's Bateman, there's Mark Andrews, there's Isaiah Likely. There's a fact that, like, you know, maybe they pass more than they used to, but they've still got Dobbins and Lamar on the ground and run RPOs and things like that. Like, and then there's the question of, like, what critiques do I have about Zay the prospect, right? So, you know, what are, where, where are you at with Zay Flowers? It sounds like you feel much, much better pulling the trigger on him than you do Quentin Johnston. 
Yeah, because I have I have to believe that I didn't spend the last three months sitting here with you evaluating these guys for nothing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, what the NFL thinks means something, but they get it wrong too. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna trust my my study, my instincts, my gut, um, everyone that I've talked to coming into this process. I don't believe we talked to anyone that said. Quentin Johnson was a better prospect than Zay Flowers, right? Everybody loved Zay Flowers. So, yeah. mm-hmm. and, I, and I, I, I like his game. I think it suits, I think it suits Lamar. Um, I, he's going to be wide the fuck open. That's just the type of player he is. He's an instant open kind of player. And Lamar needs that. I think he's mm-hmm. going to, I, I'm hoping, I think that the chances there that they'll develop in a really good chemistry and that it would be sort of a, a safety blanket, at least in the beginning, mm-hmm. you know. And when I say the beginning, I mean at some point before the halfway through the season. I don't, I don't know that Zay Flowers' first four weeks of the season is going to be somebody you want to put in your lineup. And yeah, because of that, there could be a value dip. But I'm not worried about that. Like I'm not, I'm not drafting these players right now because for what their value will be at midseason, you know. Mm-hmm. It's I'm I'm more thinking about you know, a year from now and then into their second season. I, obviously you want your players to start to break, start to break out at least mm-hmm. in their first year. But um, yeah, there could be a value dip, but I, it doesn't worry me, I guess. Mm-hmm. As well. Yeah. Coming, coming into things, the knocks on flowers were age um, a little bit with the hands and drops um, high pointing and some, some questions about, you know, you know, that that physicality at the catch point um and i guess um and short arming some things you know um but you know there you know he was a yak machine he gets open can play on the inside and the outside because although he's 59 he's 182 right he's not yeah, he 171 dead. like downs right um i don't know there's something about it that's just like I could see that going one, you know, either way. It could look really good in a year, or it could look really bad in a year. I don't I have a good, I don't have a good feel for it at all. Yeah. I like it, and I just like I said, I think, I think the Ravens are going to look a lot different this year. It's not going to be just Lamar running all the time. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if that wasn't part of his negotiation, like talking to the team and saying, "Hey, listen, we need to." You know, we need to change things. And I think the team understands that as well. And all of the fans have been there. I mean, as much as Greg Roman did for these people, you would have thought that like um, he stole their team and ran away to Cleveland in the middle of the night. I mean, that's, they hated Greg Roman. They couldn't wait to get there. And they don't even know who Todd Monken is. These people, they just know he's not Greg Roman. Mm-hmm. Right. So it seemed like a lot of people were looking for this, this scheme change. I wouldn't be surprised if Lamar was out in front of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think probably, like you said, part of the negotiations, you know, you mm-hmm. saw them sign OBJ right before they inked Lamar. You saw them draft Zay Flowers in the first round. They probably told him, hey, look, you know, we're, we're going to support this kind of thing. So, yeah. um, All right. So let's take a look then at this big clump of second round wide receivers, right? Going yeah. into things, we had a big clump of second round running backs, and then the NFL draft kind of pissed all over that. Now we have a big clump of second round wide receivers. 
generally in in rookie drafts, you're seeing uh, Mingo Rice downs in the second round. And then later in the second round, early third, you're seeing my guy Mims, Jaden Reed, and then Hyatt and Tillman. Um, Mingo and Rice were guys that I loved before the draft, but I loved them at a certain value, at a certain price, at a certain spot in the draft. I believe, you know, and here's me sounding like I know better than the NFL. I think the NFL overdrafted both of them. I think gave them both of them too high draft capital. I think Rice in particular leaves a bad taste in my mouth because I think people are drunk over the landing spot. Uh, they funnel that pass game through um, Travis Kelsey. And then after Travis Kelsey, Rasheed Rice is now n- not without his good characteristics, which is why I loved him and wrote an article about him. But now he is one of about 17 wide receivers not named Travis Kelsey who are wildly unpredictable week to week, right? Does he have as good a chance or or more than Sky Moore and Kadarius Toney of, of – being the best among that bunch sure how but like what does that get you on that offense right and at best, what what we've seen at best juju last year right when juju was good. good last year which wasn't always the case right especially it was, it was mostly good when he was healthy i think if i, I want to go back and look at the weekly game logs i think he I think people are, are remembering like he's living off the shine of, of the really good weeks. And I don't, I think there were healthy weeks where just, he was, I remember playing him in DFS thinking like, Ooh, that's a good bargain play, you know, slot percentage, this against this defense pass rate over expect. And then he just, you know, pooped the bed, but you know. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to find a player that's really consistent week to week these days. It's not like he used to be. So are you are you looking to get rice at cost at all, which for what it's worth, his ADP is two oh five. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've taken him there. I've I've probably got three or four shares. And when I say when I start throwing out numbers of shares of guys that I've had, I think I've then done twelve ten to twelve different drafts so far. Yeah, yeah Maybe so I, most I haven't counted, but so I've Three or four shares of rice to where he's fallen to where I'm, I'm comfortable taking him. My yeah. favorite thing is if I have a if I have a second within the first four picks, I'm desperately trying to trade down for two other seconds or two twelve and three. Because you don't want to draft. I know you don't want to draft Kendry Miller, right? No, no. He's go- I will not have a share of him. He's going like two o three. Like um, you 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 are you're off a chain at cost, right? If like if Levis dips down there, you might take him. But like, there's not a lot of guys you like. A chain's like a chain's like the guy that I would get stuck with at 302. And, and like he's like one worst case scenario for me, right? And then, but a chain doesn't fall that far, right? Mm-hmm. So, Rashi Rice is is part of that whole conglomerate of players. Like all of the things that you said are true, right? You painted all of the negatives. Now, the positives are, um, you know, he's got good size. He's uh, he's a yak monster. Yeah. Uh, just love the way he played in, in, in college. He's a dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's connected to Patrick Mahomes. Kelsey's aging. 
they need somebody to take over a role in that offense. And I really could see him becoming something like Juju, at least used to be. You know, he could be an improved, juicier version of, of Juju. So what we've seen, like, all right, so let's say he gets the opportunities that Ju- Juju got last year at some point is able to do more with them. I'm not going to say right off the bat that he's a polished guy. It is going to mm-hmm. better than Schuster, but I could see him evolving into that role. Have I been hurt by Sky Moore and I'm and I'm yes. and I've got blinders yeah. on? Is that what's happening here? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. They are looking for a second passing option in that offense. Um, Mingo, again, like mm-hmm. I said, love the prospect at a certain cost and share some similarities with Rice. I mean, he's bigger, but he does check a, a size box. He does have that dog mentality, right? Uh, there are flaws in his game when it comes to route running and separation and that sort of thing, right? Very good blocker. Um, enters a wide receiver room that is, you know, I don't know if it's there for the taking, but there's certainly not a not a whole lot of competition could be a rookie quarterback's best friend playing the big slot, getting open quickly. Um, similar to Rice in that, like, I think the NFL overdrafted him, and now he's going, like, a full round or more higher than he was in mocks, and now I don't know how to feel about it. I have a couple shares. How do you feel about Mingo, and how do you feel about Mingo versus Rice? Love Mingo. Love the prospect, like you said. Um, he's – He's a certain kind of prospect. I think at, at his best, he could be Mike Williams. Um, he's got a lot to lot, lot to go. He's he's not not as polished or quite as athletic as Mike Williams was coming out, or quite as big. Um, but I guess there's your comp, right? Of what he could be. He could also be Calvin Benjamin, mm-hmm. or who was the other really tall guy that the Panthers drafted that was a complete bust had a year or two Chanel no no No, that was the Jags drafted him it was Um, back in the the Calvin Benjamin days Funches Devin Funches yeah Yeah, Devin Funches right there's there's your downside with Mingo right that wide receiver is a little bit out of fashion but Frank Wright is an old school kind of guy he's definitely got a plan for him took him 33rd overall, that's basically first round, mm-hmm. you know, as he, this is the first guy he said, this is, this is, this is the weapon I'm going to surround my franchise quarterback with. It says a lot, it says a lot as to they're, they're going to, they're going to really try to make him successful, right? They're, they're going to be committed to him. So that's a plus. The downside is um, like you said, he's, he's, not really the athletic um, separation type of receiver. Not really sure that that's, that's going to be his game. So they have to learn how to use him. Right. Um, could take some, take, could say, take some time. There definitely could be a dip compared to Reshi Rice. I have them equal. I have them right next to each other. This is why Me I like too. Yeah. I have uh, them I'll right next you. to each other, but I have them right next to each other about seven spots lower in my rankings than their ADP is. For what it's worth, I have two Mingo shares, but it's not in any of these drafts that I've done. So mm-hmm. one is a C2C. Yeah. I've been on Mingo for a long time, as you can see. Like mm-hmm. I've had it for three years. Um, 
But and the other one is, uh, you know, we drafted before the NFL draft, so I got him late third. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have he's just not fallen to where I would take him. Right. No, he's he's definitely got that helium. And the question and also, is, do you want to burn a two hundred three or a two hundred four on the player you described? Right. Also, for what it's worth, um, I, when I do my rankings, when I like actually write down one to twelve in rookie rankings, he's twelve overall. Yeah. Wow, you love Jonathan Mingo, but it's more of like I, I like everybody after him. This exactly the same, so you can kind of yeah. put anybody there. That's what you, you know. Mean. If I put Rashi Rice there, I wouldn't feel bad about it, mm-hmm. except for the fact that he's not a first-rounder. He's a solid mid-second round. They're all solid mid-second round guys, these guys. All of them. Yeah. We're going to talk about in, more. In, in some ways, like the NFL, every year has about 18 to 20 guys they really think are first-rounders, and then there's right. there's other people that happen to get drafted in the first round. That's right. kind of what we're looking at here is the back end of this first round this year in 2023. Like, some years, a lot of years, at the moment, we think are really full of, you know, mid-second round guys. Um, speaking of a mid-second round guy who I like better than Mingo and Rice, um, Josh Downs went mm. one round later than Mingo and Rice. Um, had him above them pre-draft by a good couple spots. Um, yes, he's 5'9", 171. Yes, going into the draft, I was telling people I'm kind of off small slots if the NFL is moving back to doing more gap running and that sort of thing. But given that in mocks, up until like maybe right before the NFL draft when it was changing, he was still going late, late first, early second. And now I can get him 206, 207, 208. I'm a little more comfortable with it on top of the fact that I think it, there, there's going to be a world in which a he becomes somewhat of a safety blanket for a rookie quarterback, and b can be versatile enough and win deep and and playing on the outside enough to get a few more two wide receiver set snaps that it's not a complete loss when it comes to like he's completely off the field, you know, when they move to to twelve personnel and that sort of thing, you know. The, the the downside is the Colts, you know, they do like to use like 700 tight ends, but it's a new coach, right? So, right, it might be different. Um, you're probably going to see a good dose of JT. Um, AR is going to use his legs here and there. Um, so. Here and there. That's funny. Well, you know, I mean, like, uh, I, I, I want to like Downs more but I have Downs and Reed above Mingo and Rice. I just don't have them as high as I have my my love, the love of my life, Marvin Mims. Um, so what are your thoughts on Josh Downs? Yeah, I, I hate the landing spot, to be honest with you. I, I, I try not to – I try not to down wide receivers because of landing spots too much. You know, I, the class, my classic example is always A.J. Brown. I faded A.J. Brown, faded A.J. Brown. Tennessee is the worst landing spot, and obviously he was landing spot proof. Um, and even when he, you know, even when he came to the Eagles, I faded him a little bit. Like, you know, Hurts was this time last year, right? So I try not to fade wide receiver landing spots too much. Um, 
but then coupled with the fact that I'm with you with the small slot thing and which is with, with the small everything about him, right? Chris Harris would call him a tiny bones. He's just a little guy and I'm afraid he's going to get crunched. Obviously <laughs> he, he does fit the modern game and I could definitely see him as, as a, like you said, I think you described it perfectly. What, what the, the ideal, Josh Downs looks like um, safety blanket for AR really makes a lot of sense to me. Getting open deep, being used all over the field, he's he's he fits the modern game for sure. So I, I don't want to overplay the the landing spot too much, and I think Steichen's going to know how to use him. So I I just like him a little bit less, a little bit less than the guys we just talked about. So I have him sort of at the bottom of that tier. Right. Okay. Where, where if I'm at, and, and I've done this probably five times, if I'm at 202, 203, 204, I'm trading down to 210, um, you know, 301 range. And then twice that's happened that I'm and Downs has been one of the guys I scooped. So for what it's worth, Downs ADP is 207. Name the player that's being taken one spot ahead of him. I'll give you a hint. It's not a wide receiver. Yeah, I wasn't going to guess wide receiver, actually. One spot ahead of him. Uh, you're not, uh, not going to like it. Tank. Who? Hendon Hooker. Oh, yeah. No, I do like that. Wait, you don't think that's a good spot for Hooker? No. No, 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 no. You have him out of the second round? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny, I'm, he's been one of the guys that I will trade down for. Once the NFL up, he just goes before I can get him. I mean, the the idea of Hooker could be QB three if it wasn't for the age and injury was when we thought he was gonna go in the early second round in the NFL. Mm-hmm. The NFL kind of told us not so much. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, you're right about that. In retrospect, I, and I started thinking about that today. And for some reason, I, in my brain, I had second round draft cap. And I realized today that he he really did go in the third. It was mm-hmm. top of the third, right? Have to double check. It was it was the early part of the third. Yeah. So um, uh, the other, another guy going a, a, a lot in the second round um, toward the end of it is the love of my life, uh, Marvin Mims. Uh, I've got so much Mims, it's like, okay, that's enough right now. It's time to diversify. Uh, I've got so many shares of him. Um, but going much later uh, than Mingo, um, just uh, for, for reference, Mingo 203, Rice 205, Downs 207, Mims 209. So 3579 right there in, 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 the, in the second round. I've professed my love for Mims a, a lot here. Um, when it comes to the, when it comes to like where he was selected, we got second round draft capital. We got a coach who said, this is the first pick of my regime. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pick Marvin Mims. Right. Um, now they did go ahead and, and extend Judy is his, his fifth year. Right. But, you know, I think he's going to obviously make the team as, as special teams. Peyton was saying the other day how he like loves him as like a top two punt returner. Right. But like, so he's going to be active on, on game days. And I just think, you know, he's got more versatility than people think like 
like flowers he's got that extra 10 pounds on downs and for what it's worth an inch or two on flowers um i think he's people think he's just a deep threat i think he's 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 much more than that physicality hands um breakout uh early declare you know power five school i just i marvin mims is the love of my life and like <laughs> i can't get enough of him and if i can get him in the late second early third like i've been seeing him in drafts like that's why i have so many shares him and tank i have so many shares because people just keep giving them to me in the late second early third so so talk me off off the ledge here burst my mims bubble no you can't you can't you can't do it (laughs) you burst it in fact all i can do is add to it think about who his competition is is the third wide receiver kj hamler who's hurt and out tim patrick who's old coming off an ACL, was undrafted to begin with, I believe. Mm -hmm. And Sean Payton probably doesn't even know his name, Mm -hmm. right? Is he in the building? So Mm -hmm. uh, Montrezl Washington, Uh, what else we got? Don't besmirch the the good name of um, Kendall Hinton and Jalen Virgil. Something Virgil. Yeah. Jaden Virgil. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. Like, although, although he, uh, Peyton did handpick Marquez Callaway to sign as a free agent. Okay, great. I forgot about him, but don't scare me. Right. Mar- right. Marquez Callaway. Mm-hmm. So love me some Mims as well. I've only gotten two, but that's because that's just luck of the draw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He hasn't kind of bounced to me, but I, I like him. I, Actually, there's another reason we'll talk in a couple minutes. There's sort of the love of my life coming up soon mm-hmm. that I can't stop getting. It's like I can't shake them off me, but I like them. Um, but yeah, I love Mims. Um, I don't. I don't think there's much to this um, trading of the wide receiver crap in Denver. It's not going to happen. Mims isn't going to replace one of those guys. But there's plenty of room for three wide receivers on offense. And, I mean, to think Mims is going to be any kind of alpha is kind of not understanding who he is, um, right? I do think within a year or two, you could see Devontae Smith-type production. And mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, Cortland Sutton, different mm-hmm. type of player. Is this bad for Cortland Sutton? It's not good. Mm-hmm. You know, I I – do think that Sutton needs volume to be good, right? And that might not really happen. His A dot's not going to be great. Mm-hmm. Not really a speed guy. He's not really a separation guy. He's sort of a contested catch Pittman type. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see what happens. He could get marginalized in this offense, or, um, you know, he could be used as a possession type of receiver. I don't know. I, I guess the his upside would be in the red zone. Um, he's the only guy with real size besides – well, I guess he had Dulcich as well. So, yeah. I mean, it's like I said, it's not good. Um, it's Sean Payton, though, and I think it's going to be uh, opponent-dependent from week to week, what you see. And, um, yeah, if you can get a – if you can get a second – even a late second for Sutton right now, I would take it. He's. I was about to about to ask you. You read my mind. Like I was pulling up Dynasty Trade Calculator just for reference. Not that it's you know the Bible, but 
Uh, they like they don't like him at all. They have him like a six. Is Cortland Sutton or the two oh eight? I mean, I personally am taking the two oh eight. So like, if you can get that for Sutton, I think it's good. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna get it for, especially while drafts are going on. Like the right. the fever is too high. Right. But could you get maybe a twenty four second from a contender? Yeah, maybe it's possible. Yeah, yeah, right. But I'm looking at him as more of a depth wide receiver on my bench. If if he's if he's one of my starters, I feel like I need to work on my team a bit. Not feeling comfortable with that. He's sort of a Brandon Cooks level player to me. Like what for expectations for this year anyway. So this next guy, we're kind of moving into like the third round here. I've seen him go as early as the early second before Mingo and Rice, but his ADP is settling, not not your son, is settling at around 302. And that's Jaden Reed. So Jaden Reed, another guy who I liked at a certain cost, another guy I wrote an article about, and another guy where I said, hmm, you know, I like him better as like early, early, early day three. Maybe he sneaks into late day two and, and that helps. He went 50th overall, right? Good news. Early breakout, athletic, playmaker, versatile, tweener size. So he's not small. He's not a big, but he's not small, right? Versatility to play inside and out, uh, you know. What, 190? Round, round 5'11", 190, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, you know, has played inside and out in college. Uh, you, you know, I think it's a little bit of the benefit of the doubt because, you know, very bad Michigan State offense. So I'm willing to I'm willing to do that a little bit uh, alarming that a uh, younger player, uh, Keon Coleman, had pretty much even target share with him his, his last year there uh, at Michigan State transferred up from Western Michigan. So that's always that's always a, a good sign. Uh, seems to also be able to contribute on special teams, enters a team that is remaking their wide receiver room that is essentially wide open after Christian Watson, right? Comma, but, you know, is a senior. Uh, There are parts of his profile analytically and statistically people don't like, and we don't know what we're getting from Jordan Love. Right. What do you you like or what do you don't like about Jaden Reed? I, I just I thought he was really overdrafted. He's a raw prospect. Um, for what he does and the way he wins, he's not polished enough mm-hmm. to be win that way in the NFL. <clears throat> so he's like he doesn't have great play strength. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Contested, catch, contested catch guy. Nor do I think he has great hands. Um, there's some drops on tape and. Uh, more than just concentration drops too, right? He doesn't have great technique with his hands. And it looks that his whole game is that way to me. So it's it's a little bit, I wouldn't call it sloppy, which is more unpolished, which looks sloppy. To yeah, me. that's what you mean, yeah. So, and he's not a burner. So like he's right. not going to necessarily beat everybody deep. So he can't out physical everybody. He can't outspeed everybody. He can't out contested everybody. He's like good enough at all those things. When I watched him before the draft, I thought, wow, some some team's going to get a really nice athletic project on day three or four. Or I guess there's no four, (laughs) but day three, you know, fourth or fifth round is how I saw him. And like if if he goes to the right team with good coaching and the right scheme that has patience to develop him 
he could become a, a good wide receiver. Now he's overdrafted in the second round and is going to have pressure on him to re- perform right away. And I, I don't think he has the game for that. And it could cause him to be a complete bust. Mm. And so Jaden Reed has been a, a hands-off for me. While I like, I like the prospect overall, I, I would take him, you know, at the end of that whole tier, once all those guys are gone, if I'm sitting there at 306 going, you know, with my dick in my hand going, what am I going to do? Uh, Jaden Reed, I guess, is the answer. So um, you're not going to get him at 306. No, yeah, actually, in some places you will. But um, I'm sorry, I meant to mention on downs. Yeah, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I did see some hate early on where he fell into the mid-third round in multiple drafts. Yeah, yeah. Some so people are really fading that perfect. landing spot. You know, yeah. Richardson's a rookie. Richardson runs a lot. Uh, he's only slot. There's enough, like, narrative there to, like, that he's he's definitely yeah. been sliding for some folks. So I would, yeah. however, suggest um, that you don't draft what you're dicking your hand, right? Because <laughs> what I've learned is is that when I have my phone in one hand and my dick in the other, I often make very bad decisions with a dick in my hand. Right. right? You know what I mean? So, like – That's what I'm saying, like – you're standing there, phone in one hand, dick in the other. The fuck are you gonna do? Make make a bad call and draft Jaden Reed. That's that's kind of that's 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 the analogy I was making. Although more often than not, if I'm in the state of mind I'm usually in, with my dick in one hand and my phone in the other, I'm drafting like I'm drafting Marvin Mims. <laughs> I'm <just> first overall. <laughs> And then and then having some post nut clarity and well anyway so um Jaden Jaden Reed yeah I, I definitely see the 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 positives and negatives it's just it's really hard to tease out for me like I I have my tears and everything but like when it comes to like seeing enough pros and cons about all these guys and preaching diversification in the end like my share is going to be fairly even with a lot of these guys. Hopefully. So I let's get to I have to like the guy for him to be in that tier if I'm in a yeah. tier based draft, right? And you and you just don't with Reed. Right. He's not so in tier. Let's get to the guy that I have um ranked below Downs and Reed, but right now above Mingo and Rice, and that's your son, Cedric Tillman. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh we talked a lot about him pre-draft. The knocks were age, late breakout, one year of production, et cetera, et cetera. The good news was, of course. Um, size and when he had a competent coach and quarterback he performed well would have had a second big year of production which would have quieted Jalen Hyatt's career if not for the Tillman injury goes to a decent landing spot in the sense that DPJ is going to be a, a, a UDFA uh, uh, UFA uh, I think after this year and either way he's had a couple of years to prove himself and really hasn't been a contributor to an offense that probably what from what we hear wants to pass more right, right not lean on 28 year 27 28 year old chubb as much so enter elijah moore already amari cooper another off season full off season uh with certainty and stuff for deshaun watson Cedric tillman he's probably gonna have to wait to 2024 to really start producing but i seem to be above the field on him uh his adp right now is 305 and i have him 
what would be the, I mean, I have him whatever 22nd overall. So that would be the, the 210. But so um, tell me more about your son, Cedric Tillman. Man, I, yeah. So apparently I'm dooming his career because I have nine shares. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, the first, the first draft I did, I had the 201, and I hadn't really – I was just so excited to draft, I'm just taking guys. Mm-hmm. Right? So I just drafted at the 201, and I took Tillman. That's where I had him. You know, it's, that's how much I like him and it's how much I like the landing spot. I think that offense is going to be excellent. I think Watson's going to come back fully. Um, I just didn't realize that other people don't see it that way. And it, I guess there's things about Tillman they don't like. I don't understand. He's, 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 we've, we've been over the type of prospect he is. He's excellent. I, I have him high on my board. I'm even with Mingo and Rice and, uh, and Mims basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have him all over the place because he falls into the third round all the time. I have it 309 unexpectedly. It's, it's criminal. In a 10-team, three-round draft, so 30 players, he didn't go in one of my drafts. So I had to uh, I had to pick him up off of waivers. I spent half my fab budget on him and half my fab budget on Musgrave. How does that happen? So what do you make of folks who who say, well, you know, Third round, what are you even taking receivers for anyway? You're, you're supposed to pound running back and tight end. I've said this year, easier said than done, right? Because the running backs you want are going earlier, right? right. And the running backs you want for like, for like pound zero RB injury away backup guys really are fourth rounders like McBride, Hull, Tucker, Gray, you know, in the late third maybe, right? Zach Evans in the late third. Right. So, I mean, you're in that pocket, right? Like you, you're, you're looking at Musgrave, Shoemaker, right? Like maybe some Chase Brown, like what, why not draft Cedric Tillman or Jaden Reed? Right. Well, you don't like Reed, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The, the running back that I've seen falling into that range is Roshan. Who I, like I said last week, he's my running back three in the class. Hmm. He had, he had his hive pre-draft, but to, his, his ADP is, is lower than I expected, 212. For, you know, it's definitely lower than I expected. Um, that's so my, uh, that's my auction timer. My bad. Oh, okay. All right. So are we are we are we making a pick? Are we making a bid here? I don't have to so far. There's a minute 40 left. Um, high bidder on Zach Charbonnet, 125. dollars It's uh, like, uh, for example, the well, that's like uh, that's like 211. So we've talked about uh, most of these guys in the second and third round, except for like one or two more. Let's, let's do, let's do Jalen Hyatt. Right. I have not been able to pull the trigger on Jalen Hyatt. Like I know I preach diversification. Right. And I know I was out at cost going into the draft, but now his cost because of the third round, you know, um, uh, selection in the NFL draft isn't as, isn't as high. Right. I can get him late second, early third a lot, you know, in some of these drafts, Jalen Hyatt, he's been on the board and I just can't click him. I just don't like him. His ADP is 211. 
which would, you know, make him, you know, 23rd overall. I have him higher than I expected at 27th overall, um, but certainly below, uh, below market, um, more of an early third for me. I'm closer to market because of the slide into the third round in the NFL, but I don't know that I'm really taking him. Me, he'd have to be a bargain for me to really, and I just haven't been able to do it even at a bargain. Am I am I making a mistake? Do I have to grab a piece of him in a Brian Dable offense, a coach that knows how to use him, an offense that uses motion a lot, which is his thing, right? You know, he gets that head start. He gets schemed into getting free release, et cetera. Am I making a mistake fading Jalen Hyatt? Yeah, not having one. Fading him, no, you're not. I don't think you're making a mistake. Um, yeah, I have him at the bottom of the tier. I'm, I'm pretty much in the same boat with you. Um, I have one, right? And it's it was 302. Well, actually, there were, it was a fucked up situation. It was 304, basically. So I, it got to me and everybody was gone. You know, it really tested my strength and my theory of uh, we're good till 304, right? It was mm-hmm. him and Schoenmacher. And it's a 0.75 tight end premium. I like Shun, but uh, I didn't have any Hyatt. It took me an hour for me to pull the trigger. And like, if I if I'm not working a deal, if I don't think I can make a deal, I, I, you know, I pick within a minute. Like I have my queue set up. I know who I'm I'm drafting or whatever. It took me an hour. Of like, and this is Sunday while I'm building my grill, by the way. Mm-hmm. It took me an hour of like, what the fuck does this mean? Ugh, am I really going to draft Hyatt? You know, back and forth, fighting uh, frustration. Highest that would have oh, yeah. been a tough Sunday for me, right? Like like getting frustrated with the grill thing and having to click on Jalen Hyatt. Like I would have been a sour little boy. Right? Yeah, so, trust me. I, there were some nasty DMs sent. To my my good friend, the commissioner. <laughs> so I'm gonna. Uh, we have seven wide receivers that we just discussed who are not in the first round of rookie drafts. We we may like one or two of them more than say QJ, especially maybe maybe Flowers. Right. I'm gonna, I just put them in the chat in case you wanted to take a look at. Them, right. Because um, I know you you hate long lists. Right. So mm. Mims Downs Reed. Mango. Oh, <laughs> nice. Z- uh, Zoom autocorrected Mango. Ming- uh, Mims down, Mims downs read Mingo Rice Tillman Hyatt. Right. How do you, how do you like them in what, in what order? If I had to. So it would be, I think it would be Mingo, Mims, Rice. Well, wait, was Tillman in that group? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I put it in the chat for you, Jesse. Like, I'm trying to make this I'm easy. Looking for you. I'm looking at it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Tillman, Mi- Tillman, Mango, Mims, Rice. Downs, Tear Break, Hyatt. That's it. 
you really don't like Reed. Right. Reed is the Kendra Miller for you of wide receivers. Yes, except that I don't hate his game. I think he's, like I said, I think he's a really nice developmental pro- prospect. I think it's a shame that he got overdrafted and a lot of pressure is going to be put on him. You hey, hate Ken, you really hate Kendra Miller. Yeah, I don't think he's a good prospect. So <laughs> people are, people hate me for hating Kendra Miller, by the way. Like they, they will argue and argue and argue. They think, and I don't even see New Orleans as a better landing spot, but I, I don't, I don't want to get into it, but then, you know, it, uh, Sharp versus Kendrick Miller is just not even close. Oh, yeah. No, don't get me wrong. I have Char, I have Charb ahead of him, but, but I, I, I like Kendrick Miller more than you do for sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think, hey, maybe the young man will respond and, you know, be coached well, and be coached hard and be ready for the season at some point this year. I don't know. I mean, I guess the fact that they have Dubs and Christian Watson takes a little pressure off of him. But the fact that they also drafted um, Wicks, even though it's late, um, just says, and, uh, you know, Musgrave. And, and my boy DuBose. And, um, <laughs> and uh, W.E.B. <laughs> no, 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 no. Different, okay. different, different guy. Oh, okay. And, um, Although I am proud of you for knowing a historical figure, like you know, like, that warms my heart. Yeah, I thought I thought that would impress you right now. Cool. All right, so, so I did you, I did get Charbonnet in my in my auction, by the way, and Kendra Miller just came up. When I chicken dinner. Yeah, and I and I just bid my maximum on him to take him $2. and trade him. Two dollars is my maximum. Okay. If I get him for two bucks, I mean, I'll, I guess I'll throw him on my taxi squad and. Uh, Cut him next year when he does nothing. Okay, so Reed is not uh, your, yeah, Reed, Reed is not your Miller. Miller is is like my Hyatt. I think like I just I don't know like it's kind of if you can't um, do it. I haven't I been can't. able to do Levis either. By the way, I won't. I can't pull a trigger. There. I got. I, I did. Here's the thing, right? Like I can't he, fault you for it. He floated down to a point where it's like quarterback in a super flex economy. Who was more or less a first round NFL draft pick when you add in the fact they probably tried to trade up. What was yeah. the, where did you get him? Um, oh, I don't have, I have two, one share I had in a, in a pre-draft, we called it the psycho draft. It was yeah. a startup bef- uh, with the rookies in before the NFL draft. Oof. And like, and I was like, ah, whatever. Let, let's embrace the chaos of this draft and like take a Levis share. Right. And then two of them I got in the rookie draft, but, both of them were after like two oh three, and that's oh, okay. His ADP is one ten, one eleven. So I absolutely would have taken him there. He didn't fall. Yeah. Like I, he was going. I saw him go one oh eight, one oh nine, one ten, one eleven. I got. I he doesn't pass the gut check for me there. Mm-hmm. You know, I just can't pull the trigger. So uh, last week I did like a million players of like this or that with Kendra Miller. Um, Jaden Reed or let's do it by ADP, not by my ranks. Jaden Reed or Chase Brown. That's tough, man. Chase Brown. Nah, Jaden. Jaden Reed or Musgrave. Musgrave. Jaden Reed or Laporta. Uh, 
Laporta. Okay. Yeah. So this brings me now to oh, Jaden Reed or Izzy? Reed, sadly. All right. Which brings me now to the next crop of receivers we're going to talk about. And the first two we're going to talk about are highly flawed guys that are still going in the third round, a.k.a. the same round that Jaden Reed and Cedric Tillman are going in based on ADP, but I have them lower. And that's Kayshawn Boutte and Nathaniel Tank Dell. So um, Boutte went from like, he's off my board. Nobody, I don't want him. Like the minute he actually gets drafted in the NFL draft, now he's back on people's boards and he's going in the mid third before players that I have ranked above him before uh, like uh, a running back. I'll take a shot on like Zach Evans in in that wide open backfield. You know, uh, I get it, but like six round draft capital, long shot. Patriots offense is murky and messy. And I mean, he could emerge among those, among those, you know, uh, Juju Henry, Gasicki, Kendrick Bourne clump of players. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Are you, are you, are you spending a pick on, on Boutte or just, no. he's just off your board. Yeah. Uh, I mean, cause he's, if I'm in, if I'm in the fourth or the fifth, and it's like, you know, all these gross names. All right. But it hasn't happened. I saw him go in the second round in a, in a draft. But yeah, mostly like mid third, sometimes high third. Mm-hmm. And it's just in places where I go, ew. Mm-hmm. You know, no, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't especially like the landing spot with Patriots, right? Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't know if I buy the whole he was hurt all, playing, you know through injury all year, learning a new position. Why did he have to learn a new position? And I just, he, he took a step down on tape and. And then didn't test well and the sex party and the coachability concerns, you know, and he's in his feelings, which, okay. Like I'm in my feelings too, but like, I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know what that I don't know what you're referring to, but okay. Tank Dell, right. Uh, Teeny tiny tank Dell gets third-round draft capital, is better prospect than Tutu Atwell. I'll give him that. Mm. Very good, you know, separator. Has some other flaws to his game. Um, Wide open-ish wide receiver group. Um, Has a shot there. Supposedly Stroud personally requested him. I haven't been able to tap Tank Dell. Have Have you gotten any Dell? And are you interested at all? Yeah, I think I've gotten two or three late fifth rounders, um, undrafted, pick them up off waivers a couple times. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, he's neat. He's a neat little guy. I love his game. He's fun to watch, mm-hmm. but I don't think yeah. he's going to play. I just, I, I, I mean, I got one share, but like most of the time, I'm tapping, I'm tapping running backs there that, that like are an injury away from, Right. Being something or like could be part of a community like, like Eric fucking gray. Like even if Barkley, whatever signs this thing and, and comes to practice and whatever, like, you know, like to, to reduce Barkley's touches, Eric gray can have a, he's well-rounded. He can have a third down role and he can step into a bigger role. If Barkley gets hurt, like, I don't know. I kind of want him. I, it's sad to say, but I kind of want him more than I want tank Dell. It's probably going to blow up in my face and tank Dell is going to explode, but you know. I don't think so. I, he's, He's a neat little guy. 
That's all. I, I I'd rather I like all of the tight ends in the fifth round over Tank Dell. Okay. I, I we'll get to. I don't want to spoil my. I don't want to spoil my one just super Brian type sleeper love. At tight okay. End. So um, do you want to talk about any other wide receivers now, or do you want to save it for like when we take any quick hits on sleepers? And so like like names like uh, Hutchinson, Tyler Scott, Nakua. Uh, A.T. Perry, Charlie Jones, Andre Yusivas, Parker Washington, Don Tavian Wicks, Trey Palmer, and the rest of the cast? Or do you want to move on to tight ends? You didn't hit the one guy that I'm, I'm a little bit interested in. Interesting. Mike Wilson? Oh, yeah. I skipped over him. M. Wilson. He's on the show sheet right after Boutte. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I'm a little bit interested in him in, him in the fourth round. Yeah, me Whatever. too. Just uh, good draft capital. Kind of injury marred career tested well. Um, was a I think he was a four star prospect if, I, if I'm not mistaken, um, but highly regarded early in his career. Um, got like I said, I think third round draft capital mm-hmm. could be something. Nine point three four RAS. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, was yeah, sort good of good considered as like um, yes, former four star. Um, underused probably at Stanford, even, even before, even when he was on the field, uh, despite the injury, not a great offense. Tanner McKee's the quarterback. Like, do I think the Cardinals could have gotten him later? Probably yes, but, um, it certainly shows that they have faith enough in him that, you know, I mean, he's pretty much the only outside receiver there besides Hopkins, unless you count like Zach Pascal, right. As far as like you know, a bigger body type guy relative to the Dorches and the Rondell Moores uh, and Marquise Browns of the world. Right. So like, I mean, Marquise Browns versatile, he can play inside and outside, but like, as far as like a, a bigger type of type of guy, like I don't think Hopkins is going to get traded. He probably would have gotten traded by now, but either way, you know, he's got a chance to grow with the new regime who handpicked him. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely interested in him um, in the, in the third or fourth round. Yeah. So I'm going to take a piss and then we'll do tight ends. Word. Tight ends. So going into the NFL draft. Yeah. 